Hey y'all, I'm Taylor DeHayes. I'm obsessed with all things business and fitness. I left my career as a TV reporter, followed my dreams, and created a multiple six-figure online coaching business in just one year. Now I'm sharing my strategy with you. Oh, and we'll keep it real, discussing mindset, money, and hardship to help you build the life of your dreams. So grab a cup of coffee and get cozy. Again, welcome to the Taylor Living Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. What's up, guys? Okay, so first of all, I want to say <laughs> this is the first podcast that I have recorded since I stopped consuming caffeine. And I will say, for those of you that have followed me for quite some time, oh my goodness, I have probably been a coffee connoisseur for, oh my goodness, maybe 15 years or so. And I am the afternoon coffee girl. I'm in, I'm drinking it in the morning. I'm drinking pre-workouts. Now I totally just cut it cold turkey and I'm going to record a podcast about this eventually, but about my, my healing journey. And if you followed me on Instagram, um, you know, working, working through some kinks on the inside personally. But I want to say that this is day six, day six of no caffeine. So I have got my water next to me and that is it. I've, I've been kind of joking. Forming words is harder guys. I think my brain is slowly catching up, but for any of you guys that have quit caffeine, I would love to hear your experience, honestly, because people keep saying it will get better. It will get better. I am waiting for that. I will say the first two days, I felt like I had the flu or something very odd. I The second day, I remember I took a nap at 11, literally 11 a.m. because I was so <laughs> tired. So with that being said, I hope that I don't say anything uh, stupid, but um, no, I'm just kidding. But all right, guys. So, you know, with that being said, like I said, I really want to hear your experience with uh, not drinking caffeine because again, I have heard so many amazing stories about how much better you feel, how much more energy you have. So again, more on that at another time, but I would love for you to DM me on Instagram and just tell me that like, yes, it will get better, Taylor. It will get better. Okay. So New coaches, beginner coaches. I want to talk about words and phrases to avoid in your sales strategy, okay? So this is going to be helpful for those of you that are maybe you've been coaching for for decades or a long time and you've never thought strategically about the words and phrases that you use. So when you are communicating your product, your offer to your audience on Instagram or wherever it is, you want to make sure that your wording is very, very clear, okay? Clear messaging is key first and foremost. So when I was first starting out, I never really had the fear of sounding salesy per se, but I definitely had to learn what my ideal client wanted, right? And and focusing on who my target audience was, who my client was, what their pain points were, all of those things. That when I communicated my message to sell, it wasn't just, hey guys, I'm the coach for you, link in bio. There was so much more that went into that, okay? So like I said, I had to overcome a few selling mindsets. So a few things, like I said, clear messaging is key. Also, communicating clearly who your offer is for. So as you are constructing your sales strategy, you want to make sure that your offer is not for everybody, okay? In order to be a successful coach, you have to attract, you have to repel. Somebody needs to understand 
right off the bat if your offer is for them or not. If they are confused and then you are pushing them to buy something, that is going to remove that sense of trust and ultimately you've lost a potential buy. Also, if you are always feeling the need to back up and then translate what you're saying to your audience, that is going to give you... um, that lack of authority. Okay. So what I mean by that is if you are pitching something and you have to say, okay, wait, let me rephrase this or let me make it simple or let me actually say it this way. You already are are kind of telling yourself that your offer and your messaging was not clear enough. And so you were having to backtrack. Okay. So again, overcoming those selling mindsets is where we want to start out. But I want you to think about this. The last time you purchased something, and I don't mean, um, I don't mean a a purchase in the sense of like some shoes or something like that. I'm saying the last time you invested, okay, ultimately you want your marketing to make people feel something, okay? Too many online coaches struggle with operating from a scarcity mindset. So if you are somebody and you have been pushing and pitching and pushing and pitching, and after three days of just giving it 100% effort, you don't have a, a knock on the door or a uh, an application filled out, we often feel very defeated, okay? So I want you to remember that if you are new and you are first starting out, whether it be your first week, whether it be your first month, your third month, any, any time in that first six months or so, people are still trying to get to know you. You are still building authority with your audience. So if you are operating from a scarcity mindset and you are grading, if you will, grading your efforts on success of somebody filled out my type form versus, um, you know, I guess just showing up on camera, I want you to kind of rephrase that and reframe your mindset a little bit because once you start to show up consistently, pitch consistently, that right there is growth, okay? So people will come. The applications will come. But like I said, if you are constantly operating from a scarcity mindset, that is going to show through. Your audience is not dumb. They can sense fear. They can sense forced uh, forced behaviors. So when people want to buy from us, they they want to feel like they are gaining something. They want to feel empowered, okay? Signing up with you as a coach is an is it's a very pow, it's a power move for them, right? So, we want people to feel empowered to invest in our products and services, but we don't want them to feel desperate, okay? It is not our job to convince people to buy. Let me say that again. It is not your job to convince people to buy. Yes, we want to sell. Yes, we want to market. But it is not our job to convince. We essentially want to, you know, lead the horse to water. If we lead the horse to water, the horse will drink, right? So the better you do at nurturing your audience, building that community, building that trust, showing up every day on camera in some capacity, and always hitting on your client's pain points, they will want to invest. They will want to buy. They will feel empowered because at that point they will feel like, oh my goodness, Taylor just knows my pain point. She knows me. I trust her and boom. So when you say link in bio or apply or whatever, that call to action that you bring out, they feel ready to invest in you. All right. So again, I want you to think about a few things as you are pitching. Okay. 
there's five things I want you to ask yourself. Number one, what is the end result? What are you trying to get out of this? What do you want? Do you want them to buy? Do you want them to fill out an application? Do you want them to comment, follow, share? Number two, is it clear who your product serves? Do you know who your product is and is not for? Number three, does our language really showcase what you're selling? Number four, is it an invitation or are we pushing? And number five, will the way we are selling encourage empowerment? So those are the five things I want you to think about every time you are selling, every time you are pitching. Okay, so I want to dive in to five things that you never want to say, okay? Five words that you never want to say in your marketing strategy. So the first thing is, obviously, so this may sound a little silly, but if you use the word obviously, this can oftentimes belittle your audience and sound rude, okay? What is obvious to you is not obvious to your ideal client. So if you are pitching and you just say, obviously, this is what you need to be doing. Obviously, this is a great deal. Obviously, whatever it happens to be, right? That is going to show that you already put yourself on a higher level than your client and you are not with them. You are talking to them. And again, that is a turnoff. The second word, just. Think about how often you say just. Come on, I know you want to sign up. It's just 197 or it's just that simple. Um, that has the power to weaken your confidence. Okay. So this is something that I'm actually very guilty of. I will say just, uh, and I'll catch myself now, but anytime you say just in front of something nine out of 10 times, if not 10 out of 10 times, you can remove that word and it has the same power. It's that simple. It's just that simple, right? just weakens your confidence. It shows that you are being pushy and it shows a little bit of desperation. Discount. Discount is the third thing you never want to say. So discount is an interesting one because I know that when we are selling a product, we get so excited when it is a great deal, right? So what are some other words we can use instead of discount? We could say affordable. We could say uh, something about an investment. We could say, you know, this is an amazing investment. You could say this is an amazing deal. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity um, or a great opportunity to invest, whatever, right? But if you say discount, it automatically drops your your offer down to something, it's, it's almost like it waters it down a little bit. So I always use this example. And if you were, you know, going to, uh, the, the, the dentist or something and he, your dentist, he or she says that there is a discount on teeth cleaning. Uh, that's, that kind of sounds weird to me. Or like if there's a discount on surgeries, right? Like that sounds that sounds a little scary. Like, I don't think I want a discounted surgery or a discounted any kind of procedure. So same thing for you. People do not want a discounted coach. That sounds cheap and, and just not uh, luxurious, okay? 
The next one is perhaps, perhaps, or, or hope, something like that. So perhaps you've thought about, or I hope you've thought about. These are words that they're fillers and they, again, kind of like, kind of like when you say obviously, perhaps can sometimes belittle. Um, it, it's almost a word that just doesn't resonate well when you say it. So I hope you think about joining us. That's almost a, a, a nudge to, well, if you don't, you're an idiot kind of a thing. So even if you've said this before, maybe you didn't think about it this way, that is oftentimes how people subconsciously perceive that, okay? And, and these are words that, that, are, that are used pretty commonly. So it's one of, those, uh, one of those things you just put in your toolbox and remember that I said this and try to refrain uh, from using it or think of different ways to say that. And the last one, the last word to never say is honestly. If you are always honest, there is no need to say this, okay? Honestly, this is an amazing deal. Well, is it not normally an amazing deal? Honestly, this is the this is the the plan for you. Well, would it normally not be? Honestly, I can't believe I'm doing this. Well, would you normally not do that? Right? So just, you know, honestly is one of those words that we say, I think, as a crutch right? It's something uh, similar to like or just. It, it's it's things that kind of come out of our mouth often, um, or it's one of those things that comes out of our mouth often. Um, but like I said, if you are always honest, there is no need to say that. So by saying honestly, it tells your audience that you are not normally honest, okay? So again, I'm going over those five things. Obviously, just, discount, perhaps, or hope, and then honestly. So let's talk about some easy swaps because language is also so, so important in terms of just delivery and it may not be, um, you know, words to avoid, but I'm going to kind of give you words that we say pretty often and some swaps for that. So if something is a problem, let's say you're talking about a problem, you're solving a problem, I would use the word challenge instead. We talked about this a little bit with discount, but the word cheap, I would use invaluable. Instead of buy, I would say invest. Instead of prospects, I would say ideal, the way you identify your clients, your ideal or dream or perfect client. And those are some phrases to avoid, guys. Those are some words and phrases to avoid. So I wanted to keep this round or this podcast very short, simple, and sweet to the point in hopes that the next time you are making your sales page, marketing strategy, or anything of the sort, maybe it's an Instagram caption, maybe you are speaking on your story, you are avoiding a few of these words so that your audience can resonate with you, feel comfortable with you, and you maintain authority without feeling like you are speaking down to somebody, but you are speaking with your audience. So I hope these tips were helpful for you again. Super, super short and sweet to the point. You guys know I love a solid short podcast from time to time. So enjoy your week or day or whatever you are doing at this moment. And if you guys need me, you can always find me on Instagram or send me an email at info at tailoredtraining.com. I want to give you a virtual high five for finishing another episode of the Tailored Living Podcast. 
If you're looking for a community of badass go-getters to bounce ideas and answer questions, join my exclusive goal-getter community on Facebook. The link's waiting for you on Instagram. Until next time, bye y'all.